0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real.
0: All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network.
2: Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And I hope everyone had, um, to the best of their ability, a wonderful and safe holiday weekend and got a chance to catch up with family and friends or go to that uh, favorite vacation spot that kind of gives you that, that zen feeling or or the, maybe the one that challenges you and gets you out of that comfort zone and you kind of can rave about it afterwards or whatever it is you like to do during the holidays and maybe see some good fireworks or something but um hope you all enjoyed and um we're safe and um It is the first, well, no, it's not. It was the first Monday of the month, but I don't like to bother people over holiday weekends, especially the opportunity to get a long holiday weekend. So we're doing Monday's show today. We are talking about you know, the house and about the mortgage, and we're here first with John Robinson. Good morning, sir. How are you?
3: Great, Rob. Oh, no.
1: Oh, there
2: you are. Good morning.
1: Yes, ma'am. Blessed everyone that is listening in and the ones that's going to catch it on the replay.
2: All right. That's good. That's good. Because you do need to sometimes catch it on the replay because we, we try to pack a lot of information in these shows. You might miss something. So always save the link or at least go back. You can look it up on Blog Talk Radio and, um, you know, just find the date that you're looking for. But anyway, how are you doing? How was your holiday weekend?
1: Doing well, I've relaxed, and I relaxed, and I relaxed. It's not, a, it's not <laughs> something that I do very often. I'm always on the move, getting something done, but actually sat still, ate a little food, and and sat down.
2: Oh, good for you. I'm glad you had a chance to, to take a minute because you, you are always, always, always in the trenches. So let's get back to that. Um so what I want to talk about, I guess, today, this morning, um, is about keeping it cool, basically, but, you know, trying to make sure that you're doing it right and doing it efficiently. And what I'm talking about is those little things can, that can make the the cool air, when you're trying to cool your home, make that air escape, uh, make your bills go up, which that's going to make your internal temperature go up, and we don't want that. So... Uh, talk about what are the things that we, well, what should we start with, I guess, when we're looking at, you know, keeping the home cool and efficient?
1: Well, the first thing we need to start with is making sure that we do maintenance on our AC units throughout throughout the year, even when we're not using it. We still need to do maintenance on it, simply because if you don't, you'll end up uh, when you get ready to use it then uh something may happen and you end up spent uh you uh spending a unwanted cost for something major. And but uh-huh. in Florida we can we kinda use it year round. Uh so you still have to do like your uh making sure that your your units are clean, making sure that your filters are changed on a monthly basis making sure that uh everything is uh uh is flowing like if you look up at your vent and you see a little uh like some dust or something coming out of the vent that has uh-huh. uh like stuck to the ceiling that is only showing that's the telltale signs that you did not change your filter uh on a regular basis and uh,
2: now, when you say regular, case, what's regular?
1: Is it uh, once a month? Uh,
2: monthly, once a month. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Once a month.
1: Thirty every thirty uh-huh. days, unless you buy a a type of HEPA type of filter, which uh, will last up to three. Not yeah, I think it lasts up to three months.
2: Three but months.
1: It's, uh, yeah. Yes, ma'am. It, it's just like your your radiator on your car. If if it's not clean, it, it doesn't circulate very well. Uh, doesn't keep mm. everything cool, and that's just one that's just one thing and then make sure you're putting your either vinegar or bleach in your drain line so you don't have any uh drainage problems uh of stuff uh um, um of any kind of drainage problems of stuff you know getting clogged up in your line and uh-huh. also also your um, making sure all your doors are closed on the exterior, you don't have any windows open, um, making sure that your windows have are properly sealed so you're not getting any air that's escaping outside. So that's when you get into weather stripping and caulking and making sure that you can close up any of those uh, seepages out. And also you have to have someone to check in the attic every once in a while uh, to make sure that your lines are still connected because you can lose air in your attic um, when stuff just, I mean, it age, everything, nothing lasts forever. But when it ages, it, it tends to crack and things like that, especially if you have an older unit. The newer units, you don't have to worry about things like that. Uh, preferably, your house is working very efficiently uh, at least for the first 10 to 15 years. But if you're past that threshold of 15 years, you definitely need to be doing uh, doing maintenance on a regular basis.
2: When should you consider changing your windows out versus maybe just getting the weather stripping?
1: Um uh, now say that one more time. I missed the first part of it. When
2: when when should you consider changing your windows out versus just okay. getting weather stripping?
1: Um, when you you know when your windows have you have older windows. Uh most people they don't have those jolly windows anymore. They have more uh-huh. of a single pane now. Um but right now when you change those windows out, they have windows that that are more efficient and they also have um windows that have the argon gas on the inside which really helps with the temperature change with the temperature uh, mm-hmm. changes uh inside of the home. It it keeps that heat out and it keeps that cold out and it keeps the inside at a maintainable uh temperature inside. And I I would say uh, if you've had uh, your windows in your house for over twenty years, it's, it's probably time to uh, either change them out or do some kind of weather strip to uh, to help help seal those windows. Because there are some older windows out there that are still functional that are from mm-hmm. thirty or forty year old homes it's because someone maintained them. They they used them. Because it it's just like people say from back in the day, if you uh, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. It's just like anything; mm-hmm. it'll, it'll start to deteriorate if you do not use it. Uh, I've, I went to one home up in uh, the Mount Dora, and uh, the, I had to change out all the springs throughout the house because the lady never opened up her windows, and there was a time where it was very it was a cool temperature it wasn't hot as it is right now uh so we would get those winds that come in during the day it would cool the house during the day it was a very nice temperature at that time and she wanted to use her windows but all of her windows would not work until I replaced all the the spring mechanisms in them and that's what happens if you don't use them they
4: deteriorate
1: and they lose their elasticity and they they just stopped working.
4: What's the price
2: for a good window?
1: Ooh. Um <laughs>
4: um
1: I could not tell you because most windows they're going to be like 200 and above. You may find some just a little bit cheaper for the smaller windows. Um but Home Depot uh-huh. and Lowe's they they carry windows that are hurricane, um uh hurricane uh efficient windows and, and already been tested. Um and uh Pella carries a window. Um they have uh there's a place on uh South Orange Blossom Trail. No, South Orange Avenue. Uh, call H and W Windows, and they they do windows also. There's several places around town where you can purchase different windows uh, to go do in. Pre- depends on.
2: Do you yeah? have a preference in terms of a particular brand or type of window?
1: Um, no, not 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 uh, not per se. I, I, okay, I don't like the design of the windows they have out now. Um, they sell a lot hmm. of lot of windows that are made out of plastic uh it's a little bit heavier than plastic but it's still made out of plastic and um they're lighter they're they're not the aluminum windows like we're used to um but mm-hmm. they're they just you know they make everything now cheaper um and still charge you premium price for it that's just what they do.
2: Yep, yeah. And, and these newer windows, how long do you expect them to uh, last approximately?
1: Well, um, most of them have uh, most of them have their their own shelf life on them that is listed on the on the paper on the paperwork that comes with it. I don't have nothing right in front of me, so I can't answer okay. that. Okay. Um, yes, I, I would say uh, you just. You know, you just check when you're looking at the ones or check with the representative there at the store, and they'll be able to give you a better, better, um, a more um, up-to-date because sometimes the things that I'm saying, maybe something I did last year and I I haven't did it this year, and things have changed Mm -hmm. just a little bit. Like the hot water heaters, um, if your hot water heater is working, even if it's an older hot water heater, I would say, ride it it out until you don't need it anymore because a lot of the new hot water heaters are are lasting less than 10 years. And I've seen some last up to five years. And these are things that you have to keep your receipts for because those things will let you down like a month before your warranty is gone or Mm
4: -hmm. a month
1: after the warranty is gone. It's just like those things. The stuff is not made to be durable anymore. It's just it's made very fast. And since we went through COVID, we've noticed there's so much so much we get when it comes to quality control. Uh, We're Mm -hmm. ending up with brand new quit with brand new equipment out the box that's cracked and that's damaged. And um, I remember we waited like. Two and a half weeks for a soaker tub to come in, and mm-hmm. as soon as we opened it up out of the plastic, it had a hairline crack going down the side of it. So we had mm-hmm. to wait another two to three weeks for another tub to get come in, and we was at the end of our end of our job. So, but we got them to mm-hmm. speed up the process just a little bit, but it, it's still you don't want to end up with something like that. And I changed out a light fixture. On um, was it Monday? Yeah, I mm-hmm. changed out a light fixture on Monday, and straight out of the box, it was cracked. And, and yeah. I, I let the let the owner know, hey, it's it's this it's the quality control right now. We end up having a lot of stuff that's damaged. So when you're buying things, please open them up in the store so that you don't have to go through the fact of um not not having something um when you're ready for it to to use it and it's already and it's broken when you got everything mm-hmm. going apart and you're trying to put it back in so just be very mindful with with getting new windows, new doors and just make just opening up in the store it's not going to hurt they they can't fuss about it because you want to make sure it's not damaged
2: yeah yeah and and <clears throat> not just the stuff that's coming from the store um <clears throat> if you're getting stuff sent to your house just um, based on information I've gotten on one of my jobs, it's like, you know, I, I see people a lot, and I've, I've been guilty, too. I actually just put together a, um, a filing cabinet that um, I had for a while before I actually opened it up. It, but people should open stuff up as soon as they get it because you don't want to fall out of the uh, store's return policy also. Uh, even if you're not going to use it right away, just you just need to make sure that it is in in shape where it's not broken, or there's the wrong color or something like that. So, we're going to take a break. We're here with uh, our contractor John Robinson. This is G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment, and we will be right back.
0: Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast let us help at our gatherings let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable treasured call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com let us help plan your special event Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good
2: entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Here with contractor John Robinson. We're talking about Trying to, you know, we are looking at a variety of things, but basically trying to keep it cool, uh, right now, uh, with the weather and, and keep it efficient as well. Uh, we've talked mostly about windows. Um, we do know also you need to, uh, check your weather stripping on your doors and everything like that because the doors do expand and contract with the heat and stuff like that. So, um, even if you need to use something like a, uh, draft blocker, um, you know, around the bottom of your door uh, Even though it's it's not winter it's Summer is just, you know, one way To try to keep the air from The cool air from escaping Out of your home So, um, I wanted to ask you though About fireplaces I mean, I know a lot of people don't have them But some do um, My husband and I have had, always had one um, And, you know You have your screens You have your, your doors uh, You have the flue what types of things should you be looking at when you are trying to just make sure that you're not letting your air and your money escape through the fireplace?
1: Well, when it comes down to uh, like fireplaces and things like that, you have to ensure that they are, you have them closed up uh, because they tend to, you know, draft from inside draft from out to inside. Um, I haven't had any issue with no one's uh, fireplaces in the past because a lot of people, they're going with these electronic fireplaces. Um, but they, um, the ones that I've come across, uh, some of them, if they're not exercised, then you get birds' nests and things like that up on the inside of them. So when they decide to open them or to close them, they begin to get stuck. And there are some that, I don't know um, if you've heard of, a, they're like the little wasps called dirt daubers. They're nesting and stuff also around, uh, around like entrances where they can fly in, where they're not disturbed. But it's good to exercise those things on a periodical basis, maybe every three months. I wouldn't say have to do it every month, but just use them and some kind of movement to check on them. Uh, And then, you know, just if you got a cool night, just, you know, burn one log or something like that just to make sure everything is functional and you're you're cleaning out all the coals so that that stuff is not blocking for you uh, unable to. Like on the outside, you have a an entrance where you have to where you go through to clean your chimneys out um and we have tendency birds getting up in there and um creating their nest and you have to you have to maintain your stuff you ne- you can't just let it be and not expect it not to work properly when you get ready to use it um that's pretty much all i have. i know on on chimneys I don't do too many chimneys mm-hmm. I do those look- I do the fireplaces, the electronic fireplaces. That I do those on a regular.
2: Okay. All right. So, um, we, you know, we talked about all of those things. Now, you mentioned the attic, and I really didn't even think about that, but yeah. Um, so and another thing you need to think about when you're talking about the attic and the crawl spaces
1: is insulation.
2: How often should you be changing that out?
1: Um I've s I've had a couple of customers be they're changing theirs out right about every fifteen years. Um, okay. because a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's been in the house this past fifteen years, uh, you know, gravity uh with gravity it presses it down, even if nothing is bothering it, that stuff mm-hmm. has gotten older and a lot of the old stuff is is pretty dangerous anyway, so you want mm-hmm. to uh um want to try to change it out if you possibly can. Um I had uh one one quote for um I had one quote for a job. Um and it was probably I, I would say close to eight thousand dollars to get that changed out because you want to take out what's there and put something mm-hmm. back in there new, um, mm-hmm. but you you can go right over the top of it if you don't have any problems with pests or or rodents getting up there because a lot of people have squirrels, uh, they have
4: raccoons,
1: they have um, mm. I don't count a little creepy uh, creepy little animals up there that likes to crawl around up in mice. Uh, mm-hmm. um, um, I don't think. It's too hot for lizards or anything and lizards and well, possums. Uh we've I had this one lady, she had a a possum to fall through her ceiling and Ooh. I was a, I was actually out of town and I had to call one of my partners and he went over there to get him and luckily the possum fell right into a container and it was dazed when it fell and she was able to put something right on top of it. So I can only imagine what it would have been like if the container wouldn't have been there and this thing would have been loose in the house. It, it, it would have I been know. Uh, a fiasco. So um, hmm. so it's best to make sure you keep an eye on That's That's part of doing your maintenance and looking at stuff and checking mm-hmm. stuff. As a homeowner, you have to do those things. If you don't do them, Hire someone to come in and do like a a home inspection, like just like mm-hmm. when you first purchasing your home, have them come in and do just like a, a little home inspection on your house and give you a kind of guidelines of what you need to take care of. Because we end up spending more money when we have an issue rather than doing preventative maintenance on things.
2: Right, right, and I I believe you should. Said- you should, when at all possible, you need to do the preventative stuff first, for sure. So, um, now I wanted to get back, I guess, to the uh, AC. Now, um, a lot of the older houses only have, let's say, one unit that has to cool the whole house. If you have like a two, and if you have a two-story house, is it beneficial to go ahead and get a if you, if it wasn't built with one, to maybe go ahead and get a second unit to have.
1: Um, I was I would say, I've seen houses that have two units, and uh-huh. they uh, they work very efficient. But when you have problems with one, you will fix one, and then all of a sudden the other one will start messing up. It's never it's never just one – well well it is one at a time but eventually both of them end up going out on you so um okay. one unit is probably you'll be spending probably a little bit less to get a larger unit maybe a five-ton unit to do the whole oh, okay. house rather than have two and a two two and a half units and running one just upstairs or running one just downstairs um it's your preference. It's it's what you what you want to pay. Um because either either way it goes, uh um when you pull in two units that's definitely a higher interest than pulling one unit. The one the one the single units are more efficient when it comes to uh electrical cost.
2: Okay. So having two units, um, maybe let's say more convenient and comfortable but doesn't necessarily take down the electric bill, right? Yes, madam Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: All right. So uh
2: you have any other uh tips for us for this July?
1: Stay cool. <laughs> 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 That's
2: about stay, it.
1: Stay yeah. Stay hydrated. Make sure you're mm-hmm. staying hydrated. This this weather is is something else. It it, it definitely is something else.
2: I forgot to ask you one question about uh, ceiling fans. Yes, Um, ma'am. So um, I guess what I want to know, if you have, for example, a a high ceiling, uh, how far down from the ceiling, I guess, should it be in order to be effective in terms of cooling um, and, and you know, my, I've always heard f- ceiling fans cool people and not necessarily spaces. Is that correct? Uh,
1: um, it just depends on the temperature of the home. Uh, if the temperature of the home is at a good, is that is that a good, um, you know, good temperature? Then the ceiling fan just circulates the air. Pretty well for you. Um, that 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 concept is kind of a, a correct concept because all it's doing is just moving the air. Uh, Sometimes it'll cool the air just a little bit, but if it's hot air up up top, then it's just going to bring that hot air down and circulate it throughout the house. It's not going to cool that hot air because that's not what that's not what it's meant for. It's not meant it's not meant to be a cooling a, a cooling like a ac it's just meant to move the air yeah pretty yeah i i would say that
2: okay so sir how <clears throat> how do we um contact you yes ma'am, my number is 321 303
1: 8186 321 303 8186 and I do have an Instagram account which is uh JL Robinson Renovations and um if you if you uh say that uh you are a listener you'll get a 10% discount on your bill. All right, sounds like a plan.
2: I need to reach out to you anyway, so we'll be talking soon. Yes, Thank you so much,
1: sir. All you right. have a blessed day. All right, you all, too. Everybody have a blessed day.
2: Thank you. When we come back, we're going to talk mortgages with Jabir Najir. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Geez, Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back.
4: dedicated to serving our families.
0: Hi, I'm Tim Garrison, and I think I found a way to help you understand what is chill-out jazz. Some of y'all may be confused. Because of the style we choose, we make jazz and R&B. We don't categorize, we just make more sound good. Is it jazz? It is what it is. Is it R&B? Tune in every Wednesday night at 10 on K-Ham Radio. Good afternoon.
2: Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to thank Mr. John Robinson for joining us today. Um, yes, he's usually on the first Monday, along with Jabir Najir. We had to give our men of the first Monday a break this because it was the holidays. So they agreed to do Wednesday, and so we're here because we still need to get that information out. So, Jabir, are you there? Good morning. Good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon. Yes, I am here. How's everything going today, Gretchen?
2: Oh, it's going well. How was your holiday weekend?
3: Holiday weekend was good. I just kind of relaxed, took it easy, Um, worked a little bit, relaxed a little bit, got a chance to see the fireworks, and uh, now it's back to the normal. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, for another uh month or so. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> give us the details on we wanna want, we want to talk about a couple other things first but we might as well get to the mortgage rates right up front. So what's going on with right, that? Right.
3: Well, uh we've had some ups and downs in the mortgage rates over the last uh I wanna say thirty days here. Um, had some positive news when the Feds decided not to to uh, increase the rate uh, last month, even though they're, they are expected to increase it possibly another quarter point um, when the feds meet again. And this month, actually July, I have to remember <laughs> we're in another month already. Uh, so there's a possibility that they will raise the rate uh, again. But even though initially it worked out well for the mortgage rates, over the last maybe week and a half, uh, rates have actually increased a little bit. So, you know, that's the thing with mortgage rates. They can change on a daily basis. Many times it's so small that, you know, the average consumer doesn't recognize, you know, a difference. And then sometimes there's some large swings. So right now for the, these are the national averages right now. Uh, FHA is up to a 6.75, 30 uh, for conventional 30 year fixed up to a 7%. Um, There are ways if you are currently in a contract or searching for a home that you could possibly get these rates down. Um, Some of that is through the temporary 2-1 buy-down. And I know that's something that has become very popular over the last couple months. Uh, Not to be confused with a traditional adjustable rate mortgage, but this is where if you currently qualify for a 6.75% rate today, Basically, you, you can get an introductory rate at a 4.75, but it maxes out after the introductory rate to a 6.75. So the feds will eventually cut rates. They have acknowledged that they will eventually cut rates. Now, when will they cut rates is a different story. Um, but the um, whenever you do cut rates, and that's whenever, you know, you can look into refinancing and into a lower rate if you're currently in the market. So that is where we are right now when it comes to the average rates nationally.
2: Okay. <clears throat> so let me ask you this. Um, the majority of people get FHA, right?
3: Or do they get conventional? Um, a lot of people have actually turned to getting FHA, and especially recently unless they're coming with a larger down payment, and that is really because FHA offers two great benefits. One is they will finance you down to a lower credit score, but the second thing is they'll actually go to a higher debt-to-income ratio. So in today's market, you'll see that a lot of people may not qualify for a based on their DTI, so they're going to FHA uh, because they're able to get into that home the same purchase price, but FHA will allow them to go to a slightly higher monthly payment or DTI. And sometimes it's not necessarily always the monthly payment on the mortgage, but sometimes a lot of people have actually used a lot of their credit cards recently. Uh, they may have purchased a new car in the last year or two, and they're, because car values or purchase prices were higher, maybe their monthly payment on their car is higher than it may have been traditionally over the last, who knows, 10 years of their lives. Uh, so overall DTIs are higher, so a lot of people have actually gone to the conventional route. I mean, I'm sorry, the FHA route.
2: Okay, so now, like you said, though, for the most part, with conventional, you have to come, come with more money, correct, for down payment?
3: Well, conventional actually does have a low down payment program, it's 3% for first-time home buyers. So I know oh, okay. a lot of times people... Yeah, they, a lot of times people think 20%, but the only thing is you, if you put down less than 20% with conventional, that's when you have to have mortgage insurance. Now, if you're not a first time home buyer, then with conventional, it's 5%. The reason that some people who may have three to 5% may still choose to go FHA is because of the higher mortgage insurance. The, when I say mortgage insurance, the private mortgage insurance or PMI. Um, mm-hmm. it's usually a lot higher if you're putting down that 3 to 5%. Uh, okay. So when they look at the rates, they say, okay, well, you know, conventional mortgage insurance may drop off eventually, but initially out the gate, um, the payment will actually be cheaper with FHA because FHA has a max dollar amount, or it's not necessarily a dollar amount. I take that back. It's a percentage of mm-hmm. of the loan amount that will be your mortgage insurance. With conventional, yeah, it could get pretty high, especially if you don't have the higher 600 scores or preferably 700 scores. It's uh, usually whenever it may be a a lot more beneficial to go FHA.
2: So um, when is it that the mortgage insurance drops off? And when the mortgage insurance drops off, do they notify you usually? Do you usually get notified when the mortgage insurance drops off? And then does that money go, does that go back to you? Does it, well, when the mortgage insurance drops off, one, are you notified? Two, um, does your payment go down or does it, you know, go more on principal
3: and interest?
2: What happens?
3: Um, so, we be notified. Yes, you should be notified. But the thing is, what I will say when it comes to mortgages or, or you know any type of business, uh, but since we're talking mortgages, is that you still want to stay on top of them because mistakes do happen. And as much as we like to hope that as large as companies are and they're they're managing billions of dollars in mortgages, sometimes things can slip through the cracks. So you definitely want to. Kind of stay on top of it yourself, um, you and, and it normally drops off once you get to twenty percent equity. Once you have that twenty percent equity, they may actually you know get down to maybe seventy nine or seventy eight percent equity before it officially drops off. but mm-hmm. you will want to stay on top of them as it gets close to that point or once to past that point because there's a possibility that it does something in their system doesn't trigger um, for it to fall off. so yes, and there are systems that should trigger. But there's not somebody that's individually going through all these, you know, thousands and thousands of mortgages every day to see where each mortgage is. It just wouldn't. There's just not the manpower for that in any mortgage company. So usually there's certain uh, triggers that in their systems that would have it drop off. And Um, that's what I was
2: going to ask, Ness. Is is that wouldn't there be something when they're calculating other stuff like like escrow and and Um, amortization, all that kind of stuff in there, shouldn't there be something in there that uh, alerts when you're uh, approaching that period that the mortgage insurance is about to drop off or
3: should drop off? Well, it may not automatically trigger to tell you that it's about to drop off, even though there's a possibility Mm -hmm. that it will um, tell you that you're coming up on that date. But for the mortgage companies, it's basically do you have mortgage insurance or, or you don't. Once once you hit that point is normally when they when the mortgage insurance would drop off, and that's when they would mm-hmm. notify you that you no longer have mortgage insurance. But in addition to uh-huh. that, um, when it, you asked about the payment, so your payment would actually be reduced by whatever you, you're paying for mortgage insurance. So whether it's a hundred dollars, some people are paying three, four, five hundred dollars a month in mortgage insurance, depending on their loan amount and their mortgage insurance rate, that would actually drop off so you would no longer you would save that money monthly. Now, if you're totally comfortable with making that payment, then, mm-hmm. hey, you can always say, hey, I'd like to continue to make that payment, but that extra $300, I'd like to apply it to my principal balance, and mm-hmm. you can just set it up that the extra $300 a month goes to the principal balance and pays off your mortgage even faster.
2: Is there any benefit to keeping the mortgage insurance af- I mean, a- after it's required, after the requirement period is over? Is there any benefit of keeping it?
3: No, because to be honest with you, there's not much benefit in having mortgage insurance. As for you, the individual borrower, there's not much benefit. It's more so to protect the bank. So right. if you were to ever you know, stop making payment and the bank had to foreclose on the property, that mortgage insurance, ensures the bank that they're going to recoup- recuperate all of the loss or if not most of the loss that they will incur through the process of foreclosure. So I'm sure the bank doesn't mind if you continue to pay it for them, but you as an individual, right. it's just money out of your pocket. You're you're paying the bank's insurance.
2: So you really so, do need to keep on top of that. Okay.
3: Right, right. Now there are cases, <clears throat> and keep in mind I, I still don't, I uh, still will stick to it. There's not benefit for you paying for it. There are cases sometimes if you run across hardship, um, you know, sometimes the mortgage insurance company may work with the bank a little bit to say, hey, how can we work this out to keep this person in the home? It's not very common. It's going to take a lot of legwork on your side. But the reason that the mortgage insurance company may try and work things out with the bank is because they don't want to end up paying out ten, twenty, thirty, 20, sometimes even $100,000 to the uh, bank through the process of foreclosures. So they're saying, hey, we could cut that loss and maybe, you know, it it may be 10,000 out of the mortgage insurance company's pocket and they work out some type of program to get you back on track in the hardship. But it's not very common, but it is a possibility. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, I have heard of it, of it happening. But at -hmm. the end of the day, I will still say that there's not really much benefit once you've reached that 20% equity Be to have mortgage insurance. Okay.
2: All right. So, anyway, good. that's good to know. I want to, though, go back to um, FHA versus uh, um, conventional loans and stuff. Um, and, and I, like I said, I'm glad to – one of the things that you said, that they do have a, a program uh, – for first-time home buyers, or uh, DPA, or something like that. But um, what other benefits are there in terms of getting, you know, sticking with FHA versus, uh, um, and also too, I wanted to ask you about um, those two versus if you qualify for VA. Uh, what the advantage would be of, let's say, sticking with VA or conventional versus going with FHA? Or, is, or for veterans,
3: is, FHA, is VA always the better choice? Um, no, it's, it's not, but uh, it's not always a better choice. But uh, just to go back with the FHA versus conventional, the only thing I will uh-huh. say is that there's not necessarily a program that is the best program overall because everybody's situation is a little different, which is always hard whenever somebody's like, hey, tell me the best program they got or the best rate. And the rate that I quote one person is not necessarily the same rate that I'll quote somebody, even if they call literally 10 minutes later. And -hmm. that may be due to credit score, maybe due to debt to income ratio. It may be due to the fact that you had a bankruptcy two or three years ago. Um, It could be based on uh, an Area that you're living in that there may be a, a, a different program available for that particular area or it could be that you just simply need down payment assistance. So it's not, there's not a one size fits all when it comes to mortgages. That's why there's all these mortgage programs out there. I mean, there's probably a rotation of 10 different programs that we use on the, well, I'll probably say at least seven different programs that we use on a regular basis for every individual situation. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the two, two of the biggest benefits I'll always say is FHA has um, allows you to go to a lower credit score, so you could still get great rates uh, at a 640 score, at a 620 score with FHA, where if you were to go conventional, even though conventional will finance down to a 620 score, their rate is usually so much higher because of conventional being so much more sensitive to credit scores than FHA. Um, I mean, they're both look at your credit score, but there's a big difference with conventional between a 620 score and a 740 score where mm-hmm. we could go FHA and we could still get somebody with a 640 score or even a 620 score um, a pretty competitive rate um, the other thing is with that income ratios FHA go to a higher DPI than conventional so that's another great benefit um, and then the mortgage insurance there's a there's a capital with you have to pay for more insurance with FHA where there really isn't one when it comes to what conventional. However, if you have a stronger okay. down payment, a stronger um, credit score, I would say most, most of the time conventional would be the better route to go.
2: Okay. Uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, you, we were, you and I were talking uh, before the show about um, – a program that we uh, need to address again. Uh, so, if you have questions, you know, I mean, even if you're thinking about waiting until the fall to purchase a home or purchase an investment property, um, the questions need to happen now. So, the number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Um.
4: dedicated to serving our families.
0: Hi, I'm Tim Garris. You may know me as Timmy G. Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the argument. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on KHAM Radio. Are you chilling? Hey there,
2: good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. i never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are on with the Dunej of Raya John Mortgage. If you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. So um, you mentioned in uh, a program I think we touched on briefly before, but I wanted to go back to that. So would you mind talking about that a little bit, please?
3: Right. So I think uh, you're referring to the um, uh, the Home Time Heroes, the down payment Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so um, back in 2022, uh, Florida launched the Home Time Heroes program, which was initially for first time home buyers in the first responders um, category. So those are your firefighters, police officers, your nurses. Uh, and such, uh, those were the ones that um, were able to actually include teachers. So it's not just um, for for emergency purposes, but those are the ones that had access to that program. So recently has a, when I say recently, has a four days now, <laughs> July 1st, uh, four days now. Um, they've actually expanded to all full-time workers who are working at least 35 hours per week. And this will actually allow you to get up to 35,000, not guaranteed 35,000, but 5% of the purchase price up to 35,000, uh, towards the purchase of a new home. Now, the one thing to keep in mind is that, and you have to check in your county, but there, there are income limitations for this. So they're going to look at the, um, a percentage of the, for, for your county, the, there's a certain percentage of the uh, annual adjusted, uh, income for the area. So you have to be under that, that dollar amount for your household in order to qualify for the program. But this definitely does open up, open up a lot of avenues for those who are in the market for purchasing and may have been finding a little bit hard when it comes to down payment closing costs, or, you know, just come up with a larger down payment in order to lower the monthly payment. This definitely does help with that program and with that situation.
2: Okay. And and what is the credit score needed for this
3: program? Uh the credit score for the Home Time Heroes is I believe it's six twenty or six no, it's six forty, sorry. There's a lot of six twenty cut six forty cutoffs. But for Home Time Heroes it is six forty.
2: Okay. And then let's let's talk a little bit about um credit scores. Um and things that you get credit hits on. For example, if you are, if you are in the market for a home and let's say you're shopping around for a mortgage, um, you know, and everybody, you know, people are afraid to do that because everybody wants to pull your, uh, your credit. So there are a lot of people that are scared to, to shop around for mortgages because they're afraid that every time they go, you know, shop with a different company or whatever, that, that, that gives them a hit on their credit. Uh, but or it will negatively affect it. Is is that always the case?
3: Uh, no. It's not always the case that having your credit pulled will negatively affect your score. But you do want to stay away from excessive credit pulls. So a lot of the a challenge whenever you know we work with somebody who just wants to tell us their credit score is that we cannot actually give you a true pre approval because there's certain systems that we have to run you through. And there's a desktop underwriting system. We won't get into the whole details of that, but it's an automated system we can run your file through and make sure that whether you're going to FHA, uh, Fannie Mae, or Freddie Mac, it's actually running it through their system. And there's a lot of factors other than just credit score and DTI that goes into. So if you want to have a true pre-approval, you definitely want to have your credit pulled by the person that you'll be working with. But it's also not a bad idea to even have three option so you know are you getting the best deal because if you're just looking for anybody to qualify you and you're not really comparing it to see if you had the best option you just want to get into a home hey you may get into a home but you actually could be getting the worst deal in the market but some people are just happy they're able to get into a home only to find out later on that they're paying their closing costs were higher or the interest rate was probably higher than they should have been paying um but if you have even let's say three people uh review your credit it kind of gives you a good idea what the market is offering. Um, the reason that you don't want to get into um, uh, a contract without getting a true pre-approval is because we have had people who've tried that, pro- tried that route before only to say, okay, they have the contract locked in now, they go to get pre-qualified uh, or go to, into underwriting, and when the credit is pulled, they find that their score is 30, 40, a 100 points lower than what they expected. So now you're in a contract, which you should actually be moving forward with the financing, but instead of moving forward with the financing, you're in a, you're in process of credit repair in a 30-day contract. And it is the most stressful thing that you can put yourself into uh, going into that position. So um, you definitely want to get pre-approved, have your credit pulled. Uh, I'm not saying you have to go through 10 different people, but even one or even uh, one or two additional options is not a is not a bad thing. And when you look at the... At the um, credit bureaus directly, I have to take my word for it, but they'll let you know exactly what percentage of your credit score comes from inquiries. And it's actually a very small, small amount. You know, you've heard sort of people saying, you know, their credit score dropped 200 points after somebody pulled their credit in. I'm here to say without even knowing who you are, it's not even possible because the credit bureaus will tell you that there's a very small percentage of your score that's dependent on inquiries.
2: Okay. All right. So um, what kind of things do you suggest, uh, I guess, uh, easy things or, let's say, things that a person can do without having to go to, let's say, a credit counselor, just some some easy things that people can do while they're working on their credit? And, and then also, too, everybody should keep in mind that it, you may not necessarily see the results. Overnight, you, this is something you need to, to maybe work on long-term, depending on what it is that, that you know, is causing you your credit to kind of be in flux or to, to tank a little bit.
3: Right, right. So the first thing uh, I would say is pay the credit card balances down. Uh, that's one thing that without even pulling your credit, you even going through a credit, you know, um, one of the credit sites that lets you know what your credit score is, if you're if all your even if you're paying everything on time, if your credits credit cards are maxed out, there's a good chance that you're nowhere close to the peak that you could have when it comes to your credit score, because a large percentage of your credit score comes from how you actually manage the credit. Not do you pay the credit cards on time, but are you maxing out your credit, or do you have seventy percent? Credit available out of the dollar amount that they gave you. So those who tend to have their balances around 30% of their limit will normally have higher credit scores. And somebody who, yeah, you're paying your credit cards on, on time all the time for the last 10 years, but they're all maxed out. You'll normally see that those people have a hit to their credit score. Another thing is I when see. it comes to collect. Yes, yeah. When it comes to collections, the one thing that I would tell you is before you even get to that point of collection, just answer the phone call from um, those those agencies who are calling you to collect money and work something out with them. Um, sometimes you're able to get it prevent it from going over to becoming an, an official collection with a with a third party collection agency, because once it gets to that point, there's so many times I've had uh, clients who have collections on their credit report and they said they're, they're in a payment agreement with that collection agency, paying. Paying a bad debt on a on a payment agreement does not improve your credit. It's just, you know, it's good that you're making payments towards it, but you're not going to have, you're, not, you're never going to have a, a 700 or 800 credit score if your whole report is filled up with collections that you have payment arrangements on. It's just not going to happen. They're all considered bad debts. You're just trying to figure right. you're wrong. Uh, so definitely you want to make sure that you pay off those collections as fast as possible. And just answer the phone call from them. And another thing is that you wanna make sure that you fix the credit well ahead of the time that you have a lot in your in your mind to purchase a home. Because we do find that sometimes somebody may have the cash to clear up all their collections. They clear up all their collections in July and they believe that they're gonna have a perfect credit score in in, in August or September. And you actually have to rebuild the credit because when you look at the credit history, we're still going to see all those late payments, all those collections. You know, we're going to see that you have 60-day late payments, 90-day late payments. You'll never have the perfect credit score that quickly as somebody who's been making their payments on time for the last five years, for example. So if, you're, if your credit is really in a very bad position, you want to give a little bit more leeway for the credit to rebuild itself after you've actually cleared up that credit. Okay. All right.
2: And so uh, let's say you have a creditor that you've been behind with uh, that you need to start saying, okay, I'm going to start paying on time. How long a period of time uh, does that change of, of habit kick in in terms of what that creditor
3: sees and is reporting? Well, if it's a collection, then there's not too much that's going to happen when it comes to credit score improvement. But let's just say you have a regular right. credit card that has been – you've had late payments um, and you've started to pay that on time. You could see some improvements in, in – once you catch it up, you may see improvements in, in 90 days. Now, will you have a huge jump in your credit score? Uh, maybe not. Um, because that's something that takes time to rebuild. We also want to look at what the balance is. So if you have late payments and you start to pay everything on time, also look at making a, a large chunk, a uh, large uh, payment towards that, that balance to actually bring down the debt-to-credit ratio. Not to be confused with the debt-to-income ratio, but the debt-to-amount of credit that they extended to you. And you actually may see a, a larger jump in that short period of time.
2: Okay. Um, and another quick, thing that to quickly oh yes please go
3: ahead. Well, I was going to say to quickly throw in there. Another thing that does help, especially for older debt, is to have a credit repair specialist re- credit repair specialist go in there and dispute some of those late payments, even if you did really truly have late payments, because I have seen a lot of those late payments drop off, which can have a huge boost in your credit score. I mean, I've seen 100 points in 90 days. before, are I think guaranteed for you. everybody's situation is different, but. I've seen some major improvements from removing credit, late payments, delinquency payments in 90 days or less.
2: Okay. Jabir, how do we find you?
3: Uh, you can contact me by email at jibir, Jabir, at Riajan, that's dot com, or contact me toll-free, 888-326-0285.
2: Thank you much. i got more questions for you, but we'll have to put them off until next month. But have a blessed day. And thank you, oh, you all too. for thank listening. You. This has been G's Power Hour. i never had it so good entertainment. God willing, talk to you tomorrow. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember all real power comes from God. Take care.